0: Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply.
1: Welcome to Coindesk's Women Who Web 3 podcast, your weekly podcast celebrating women supporting women investing in women, and bridging the gender gap in wealth through Web3. What gets you up in the morning? What motivates you and drives you? Two of the reasons that are very near and dear to my heart is that Web3 needed more women and it was just not user-friendly. Each week, we'll be learning from powerful women, sharing their insights on topics. I guess everybody was shocked
0: that I left Amazon to go to a startup. There was an article that was published, I think it was in the New York Times, and we ended up getting, I don't know, 1,500 Job applicants.
1: And we have how to's from founders and builders who have been there and done that. And CAM, when we looked at them, only 2% were women. He was a huge fan of my show and he was like a little bit starstruck when he was asked to be on the show. I had this sinking feeling because I was like, oh boy, he's not going to like me after this interview because I had all of these
0: tough questions
1: for him. (laughs) Healing sessions to give you the power to overcome imposter syndrome and everything you need to level up in your crypto journey. The soulful expression
0: that I was seeing and how people were authentically exuding their true self
1: at the end of each podcast stick around for some zen with a relaxing meditation to center you after absorbing all the stories and the knowledge remember always look to the sky above earth below and the fire within Hi, and welcome to Women Who Web3. I'm your host, Cams, and I'm on a mission to empower women across the globe to unlock the unlimited potential and earning power inside themselves through Web3, whether you're just crypto curious or a crypto connoisseuse. This podcast is for you. Let's get it. On today's show, we're talking about promoting diversity, equity and inclusion in Web3 technologies and communities. I'm sure you've heard crypto, the Web3 space is often referred to as a bro culture. But this is changing rapidly as the landscape is inviting and onboarding more women and more women are onboarding more women. But the stats still stand today that over 59 million US adults use cryptocurrency as of 2022. Yet women own, I don't, it said half as men, but I'm pretty sure it's less than half as men. I've seen many research studies talk about this. And ownership, as it breaks down to race and ethnicity, the ownership gap widens even further with less than 25% of Latinos, Latinas, uh, 8% Black, and 6% Asian and other races and ethnicities are in the space. The NFT market grew by $40 billion just last year, according to Inc.com, in November of last year as well. It was reported that only 16% of NFT creators were women, and we want women to get a piece of that pie. So here today, we have the perfect person to dissect how we expand diversity, equity, bring inclusion and belonging into these spaces. Jamie Smith is the founder of Smith's Naturals, the natural personal care brand that she created in her kitchen while pregnant and scaled to a nine-figure acquisition. She co-founded and launched many projects, but we will focus on BFF, a community NFT project and brand aimed at helping women globally get educated, connected, and financially rewarded with crypto. They also launched the Belonging and Mattering Council with their community, which is a diverse group of individuals who create programming and initiatives to support under-resourced communities, including professional development programs partnerships with BIPOC organizations and more, and through her inclusive investment firm that she co-created and founded with her husband, Color, Jamie invests in emerging founders who are primarily women and people of color. She also co-founded Supermaker, a business media platform that celebrates diverse, independent brands and modern workplace thinking, helping level the playing field for emerging business leaders. And she lives this mission every day, Welcome,
0: Jamie Schmidt. Oh, cams! thank you. That was quite the intro.
1: <laughs> oh, you're so... Oh, I could talk about... Your intro could have been like 10 minutes, I swear, but I wanted to highlight so many different things. We're going to try to get into as much as we can today, but I just have to ask you, Jamie, I was telling you earlier, I read your book. I was just so inspired. It's so intimate. And I was sharing that your voice is so soothing and everybody, you have to listen to Supermaker. her book. Thank you. What? Yeah. <laughs> Jamie, what
0: gets you up in the morning? What motivates you? Oh you know it's different every day, but I'd say the underlying theme over the last you know maybe 10 years or so in my my oh, maybe 20 years <laughs> in my my corporate or I guess professional life I should say it has been just the ability to jump into things and make a difference you know some days we're a little less motivated There's things that are going to get in the way we, you know our impact might not be. As substantial as, you know, maybe the day before, but it's just knowing that, you know, you're building something that's helping to make a difference, whether it's in your world, your families, your customers, your community. Um, I always say if you change one person's life, then it's what you're doing is life changing.
1: You're talking to my heart. Thank you so much for such a beautiful answer and your truths. This has been explained in so many different ways. And the people who are listening to this podcast, hello, welcome. Some of them are educated on Web three. Some of them are learning about it. Some of them might not know what diversity and inclusion is. Could we explain what is diversity and inclusion, and why is it so important to develop in the web 3 space?
0: Yeah, in my words, it's just ensuring that everybody feels welcome and represented and heard. And in terms of web three, I think this is the first time in history that we've been starting from a more level playing field. we you know we see creators who have no exposure, you know no no reputation to speak of before now or you know really making a name for themselves. And I just want to make sure you know that everybody's enabled to you know to to partake in those opportunities and to you know not hold back based on you know past systems failing us. And I think we've seen a lot of progress. There's a lot more to be done, but we're on a a, a positive track and a promising one. Simple. Easy to understand.
1: Thank you so much. In a recent Medium article, you wrote five things that need to be done on a broader societal level to close the VC gender gap investments. What would you say are three to five things that we could do at the individual level or maybe the community level, say an NFT community, to inspire diversity and inclusion into the Web3 space?
0: Yeah. I think first and foremost is Put yourself in situations that might feel different from what you're accustomed to. Maybe join a community that, you know, in the past maybe didn't resonate with your, you know, personal interests or or sort of your you know, socioeconomic background. Just explore. Be open and just like be willing to make friends. And this is the perfect place to do it because we're all online. We can jump between chat rooms, right? From Discord to Telegram and just to really incorporate ourselves in different types of communities. And so really just put yourself in a situation that feels unfamiliar. And I think that's just the best and easiest way to learn.
1: Oh, yeah. So many actionable items there. <laughs> I used to do this workshop or this exercise. It was a long time ago. I used to be an advisor for students at Arizona State University of the True program. They were from low-income families or uh, had a documented disability, or they were the first in their family to go to college. And so we had a lot of workshops for them. And I just saw so many breaches of empathy, so many breaches of belonging that I felt like I could remedy and help them see and be aware of how they were othering other students. And this workshop, I love how you said, put yourself in a situation that might be uncomfortable or different or foreign. You know, you could do that by traveling abroad, but obviously those come with a lot of financial implications. So Mm -hmm. something that I did was I created this workshop that was based on one of my professors at Harvard, Dr. Josephine Kim. And on the cards, one of them says like, when you meet someone, hug them. In your culture, you love people and how you say hi is you hug them. Another Mm -hmm. card said, ooh, you do not like personal contact. When someone tries to come up to you, stay five feet away from them. And then another card would say something else, another card. And they they each captured some sort of disability, some sort of cultural practice. And I had like 100 students in a room. They all had a bunch of like 20 different cultures. And they had to each meet each other. And they had to answer the question of what's your major? What are your goals? And what do you plan to do when you graduate? And so all these, and just watching them interact with each other, enveloping themselves in this culture that's different from them, and some people are trying to hug people, and some people are like trying to stay away. (laughs) And at the end, we debrief and we ask them, how did that make you feel? And a lot of them revealed that they had inner empathy. They really wanted to help this person feel comfortable. They were like, I felt like this person didn't want me to get close. This person really wanted to hug me, so we had some sort of compromise. We did a handshake. And I asked them, you know, how can I make you feel comfortable? And it was just such a beautiful exercise. I wanted to ask you, because I feel like so many companies are trying their best Mm -hmm. to invite diversity, equity, and inclusion, but what are some of the mistakes you've seen brands or founders make Mm. that are preventing them from actually obtaining true
0: inclusivity and building an environment of belonging? I think the biggest thing is just recognizing lip service against real action it's hard. Right? Like even if someone, you know, or the founder or a community has the best intentions, what are they really doing to, to execute on those intentions? You really have to make it a priority at the core of the business, like built into the operations. And you mentioned at BFF, we, you know, we have a belonging and mattering council for us, you know, that was critical for us to really deliver on our mission of, um, you know, onboarding the masses and to open up opportunities for those who might've been, you know, overlooked or underserved. And, but even with the council, you know, it's still not easy, right? You have to like understand one, you know, what the community needs, who in the community is truly underrepresented, and what makes them feel that way. Um, and then, you know, creating initiatives and and things that you can execute on. And and then once you've done that, like there's you know a chance that you might not do it the right way. You might you know unknowingly offend a group or potentially leave somebody out of the conversation who you know you meant to include. And so I think we're all learning. And I think that's really important is that we give each other, you know, the grace to learn and to always assume the most positive intentions. Not every case, you know, will, will be clearly um, of positive intention. But when you see someone working hard, you know, to to help, um, you know, with those inclusivity efforts, then I think cut them some slack and jump in and offer feedback. I think for us at BFF specifically, productive feedback and, and input, you know, from from somebody, you know, who might see something not going how they had hoped within the community is everything like that is what's going to help us grow. And so I love the community we've created and this council that we've created. I just feel like together we're making big change and there's a lot more that that we're going to do.
1: Join me at Coindesk Consensus 2023, where Web3 meets IRL happening April 26th through 28th in Austin, Texas. Consensus is the industry's only event bringing together all sides of crypto, Web3 and the metaverse. Immerse yourself in all that blockchain technology has to offer among creators, builders, founders, brands, entrepreneurs, investors, and more. Use code WEB3WOMEN to get 15% off your pass. Visit events.coindesk.com consensus 2023. Jamie, I wanted to talk a little bit about BFF, only because people mm-hmm. listening might not have been yeah. exposed to it. Whenever I'm asked, like, Hey, Cams, how do I jump into the Web3 space? How can I safely, because there's so many, so many communities out there. And a lot of them, I know for sure are doing it right. And some of them I'm like, ooh, and they're trying their best. And I give feedback in my profession. I'm a user experience researcher. So I care a lot about experiences and making them delightful. And I always, always share that I'm a part of BFF and that I was safely onboarded through this foundation of hundreds of women who came together to become blockchain friends forever, which is what it stands for. From my experience, you know, we had the friendship bracelets that unlocked so many different perks and the ability to also mint or purchase a UPFP. Mm-hmm. So a PFP is a profile picture sort of artwork that's very representative. There's all sorts of skin colors, hair types, even like Considering different sexual preferences, it's just very inclusive in the way that it was designed. Even the artist, she's Jade. She's mm-hmm. she's um, a diverse per- person of color, mm-hmm. and I just wanted to, in your own words, share you know what is BFF.
0: Yeah, thank you for asking. We call ourselves a, a community, but also a brand, you know, a company, a business who has set out to to bring more you know representation into Web three to connect people who haven't you know, found that group that, that resonates with them and to really just understand, you know, most importantly, what the opportunities of Web3 are. It's such a vast landscape and it, there's so much to know. And we wanted to do that in a way that you know, felt accessible and tangible. And we started this in 2022 in January, I guess we're still in 2022, right? Um, but we kicked it off in January with um, a YouTube event where we invited anybody who was was curious you know, about what we were doing or about just you know crypto or Web3 in general. And we went over the basics, right? What does it all mean? And why should we care? And how can we start building this community right now? And the response was phenomenal. We had a, you know, about 5,000 people show up. We airdropped this free friendship bracelet NFT, as you mentioned. And in that process, helped the community set up their wallets. For many, it was their first time. They had never bought cryptocurrency before. They didn't, you know, this was their very first NFT. So we were sort of, you know, all holding hands through the process. And, you know, even us, you know, our founding team. So I have a co founder, Britt Morin. It was the two of us who started the business, but we also had this whole community of um, founding BFFs, we call them. And when we started, it was about 50 and thought leaders and celebrities and influencers and VCs and entrepreneurs across different industries who just, you know, really resonated with our cause. But the cool thing about this group, you know, as influential as they may you know be at face value, like they they didn't necessarily know everything about crypto either. We wanted to learn together. And so you know there's a lot of humility that has been at the core of the business, too, right? Like there's so much to learn. and we thought if we can all just do it together and bring our you know communities and our own personal audiences with us, and there's like a lot that we can do together.
1: Yes, I certainly agree. I also love it because there's Each week you have events where Mm -hmm. you have someone speaking about something, like what are hard wallets? Mm -hmm. And what is, you know, like hot and cold storage? What is inclusion? I know you just had that this past week. There's so many different topics that are really important for women to be knowledgeable about. Women, everybody, everybody Mm -hmm. to be knowledgeable about as they navigate the web three space. I want to take it back to belonging just because I feel like VFF created that for me in the Web3 space. I found so many other moms. I was navigating maternity leave for the first time, postpartum for the first time, being pregnant for the first time. There's so much going on. And I met so many moms through VFF. And I still have yes. friends there that we talk to every, almost every day. I have a coworker who's, oh. who's in VFF. But your actions and investments, Jamie, you're creating diverse, equitable, and inclusive environments wherever you go. How do you cultivate belonging and how do you measure the success?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, a, a big part of it is I think about you as the new mom, uh, sort of navigating the waters of crypto Web 3 and what, what is important in that sort of scenario. And it's giving people the tools to learn at their own sort of leisure and meeting people where they're at. So one thing that was important to us was to really sort of break this assumption that to be a successful web3 community you have to be on Discord 24/7, right? Or you're going to miss out. We have really leaned into other avenues, right? We have an SMS texting which is perfect for so many, you know, busy moms or professionals or whoever you are in our community. We've done, you know, of course we have our newsletter, we do a lot on Twitter and Instagram. It's just we wanted to to break this sort of degen, you know, culture that had started where everybody was 24/7 connected to Discord and Twitter I guess. And so that's step 1. And then, you know, the belonging piece like a community that's that's friendly and accepting and we don't tolerate, you know, any sort of bullying or or negativity, right? It's a really like just comfortable, warm space where no question is a dumb question. We had a lot of mods who were just totally committed to making sure people Felt like they could ask what they wanted. The community jumps in to support. You know, not even the mods always. there's other community members who are just happy to to help their their fellow BFFs. You know, with whatever it is they need. Kind of a no BS culture. Yeah, and then just listening to feedback. You know, always trying to be better. As I mentioned before, encouraging our community to speak up if something feels off. And it's hard in that space. I think it's intimidating. Like I, online communities are just as scary, if not scarier, than you know, meeting a, a new friend in real life. You know. We're behind the screen, so you know. In some ways, it's you know we have this barrier of safety, but we're also very exposed and vulnerable to people who might not have a filter that they would have in real life and things. So it's it's hard, and it's I think it's important that as we all grow in this space, to understand you know the risks and the and those moments of uncomfortableness and what we can do to uh, you know create the most you know the best most loving community and, and space for everybody.
1: Yes, and you can really feel your love. As I mentioned, I keep talking about it, but the audiobook that you have, Supermaker, it's crafting business on your own. And I was reading your story, like on every set I could find, I was listening to your story, and I came across a bio. I think it was on Smith that said, "But it wasn't until she became a mom that she transformed her passion into a business." Oh. And I was like, okay, I don't want to ask her all about that. I'm gonna read some more. So I, li- I stumbled upon Empathy Hour with Gary Vee, which I thought was so precious. And you shared Thank that you were pregnant when you were making and you were just experimenting like with the coconut oil and the flour and just trying to figure out the different shampoos and, in your kitchen. Tell us about that pivotal mindset shift from passion to business
0: yeah.
1: and any tips for any
0: mamas out mm. there who are considering your career or life change? to understand. yeah. Thank you for asking, and just for you know going deep into my background, it means a lot. But yeah, I think it's twofold. You know, the first thing I think about is I was you know sort of unhappy in my in my career. I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast that you know I started kind of this corporate path. You know, gosh, twenty years ago, fresh out of college, where I found myself working my way up the the ladder in human resources. You know, had a cushy job with great benefits, but realized like that sort of the nine to five scene just wasn't wasn't sitting well for me. It wasn't what I was intended to do, but I had no idea what the alternative was, what I was meant to be doing or what I enjoyed doing or what I was even good at. But I told myself, you know, this life is too short to settle. Right. And it's like, I'm going to figure this out one way or another. And I want to be happy. And in my career, I was happy in a lot of other parts of my life, but I was like, that job is just, you know, wearing me down. And so I traveled cross country, ended up committing to getting my hands dirty. I say, you know, to find out what I was good at, what I like to do, and then settled in making personal care products. So I was living in Portland, Oregon. It was a very creative city. Everybody was a maker, artist of some sort. And so it was, you know, the perfect scene for me to kind of dive in and, and be a maker too. And started making all my own lotions and soaps and sunscreens. But being pregnant was just, you know, this amazing sort of excuse um, to go deep there too, right? I wanted the cleanest, healthiest products to put on my skin, and you know, the the stars were aligned and I ended up making lots of things and taking them out to the farmers markets and getting a lot of really positive feedback. But also one thing that was really pushing me, I, I realized looking back on it was I was about to become a mom and I was still stuck in this unknown in my career where I didn't know who Jamie Schmidt was, you know, as a professional individual and and I, you know, was as excited as I was about becoming a mom, I didn't want that to be everything for me. I wanted to set myself on some sort of path, whatever that was, and sort of start to build my legacy um, outside of the family as well. And that was the motivation too. So there was a lot of pressure, you know, not just to love my work, but also to like start to do something that was separate from, you know, Jamie as the mom or Jamie as the wife. And fortunately things worked out for me um, by just following that passion and like really ne- never giving up. And, if you had asked me or told me, I guess back then, you know, this was 2010, that I would become this, you know, entrepreneur building this, I guess what ended up being a household name and selling the business to Unilever, and I would have said you're crazy. <laughs> um, but you know, I kept at it, and I think that was part of the magic is that I didn't look too far ahead and I didn't have big goals or expectations for myself. I just loved what I was doing and sort of let it lead me to to where it led.
1: Oh gosh, I'm I'm loving all of this. It's so beautiful. I, I know I feel a lot of mom guilt, like whenever I'm not with my baby and you talk so much about your baby throughout the book and it's just so beautiful how you weave your family business purpose, that light that you lean into that brings joy into your life. And I'm seeing it come through the screen and the zoom and this podcast. This is more of a personal question. What are your tips for juggling being a disruptor, right? A disruptor is mm-hmm. you created a personal care products that was, you, you cared so much when I was pregnant. Oh my gosh, I Googled everything a million times. Can I eat this? What can I put? What is retinol do? All the, so many different things. <laughs> and it's just beautiful that that sort of that motivated you to do something about it. So juggling, uh, being a disruptor, an entrepreneur, a mom, and a wife. What are sort of your tips? Mm. How do you de stress?
0: Yeah, the first thing is that I learned that's important is to, to cut yourself slack. You know, we have such high standards for ourselves, and especially when we become new moms, we want to be the perfect mom. And then as new entrepreneurs, we want to be the, the perfect, you know, leader. And and just knowing that, like, there will be days that are really hard, and you're going to do the wrong thing sometimes, and and that's okay. That's all part of the process. And also that, like, if your kid, you know, maybe eats Doritos one night when you wanted him to, <laughs> you know, maybe have an apple. Like, it's not the end of the world. And so, I think just knowing, you know, where to sort of um, cut corners and and understand that, like, what you're doing is incredible, and you know, only you are in charge of your destiny, and you have to have to trust yourself. And I think that's the biggest piece is is just trust, you know, and nobody knows what they're doing. Like we're all new at something, you know, when we started. And your story is, is so personal in your journey and you know, that no one else is better equipped to to do it than you. So I had to keep telling myself that, especially as a first-time entrepreneur, you know, like I was like, How do I think I know what I'm, you know, that I'm that I'm capable? Like what makes me feel like, you know, worthy of people buying my products and things like that. And but then I said, you know what? You're you this was your idea, this was your vision. And Nobody else can compete with that, and so yeah, a lot, of, a lot of self-talk, a lot of self-talk.
1: Yeah. yeah, for me, I think it took a lot of uh, transforming my thoughts too. Mm. Like my, how do I think about myself? How do I talk about yeah. myself? How do I think about other people? And really intentionally transforming those thoughts. Everything you're saying is just, yeah. I feel a fire burning in me. Like, oh, oh we should go do something. But <laughs> <laughs> I really, let's do it.
0: That. Let's go do yeah. something.
1: One last question for you, Jamie. In your book, Supermaker, chapter three is titled, Say Yes Now, Then Figure Out How. And then later in the book, I don't remember exactly, I wrote it down, but I don't know if I wrote it down right. You said something like, pay attention to what lights you up and follow it. Have you said yes to anything lately and anything new lighting you up that you're following?
0: Oh, I think just, you know, everything I'm doing with BFF and Web3, like every day is so, so new. It's fun because, you know, I've been through the journey of, of being an entrepreneur, right? So you might assume, oh, she knows, you know, she knows what she's doing. She's been there. But like, no, it's all still so new and exciting. And I think, you know, every every day is just kind of saying yes and thinking, all right, well, we'll see if this works. And my thought behind that quote, I really lived by that philosophy throughout a lot of my career is, you know, don't let fear or thinking that you're not, you know, good enough or equipped to to handle something force you to say no. Of course, there are situations where if something might viol- violate your values or, you know, put way too much stress on you, you know, then you know there are situations that make sense to to, to certainly say no. But if your reason for, for avoiding something is because you're afraid of it. Like that's when I encourage people to like to be a little more bold and to, to, to take the risk and, and jump in.
1: Gosh, yes. And Jamie, I, I'm so grateful for your time, your energy, your advice, your passion, your drive for everything you do for the community. Thank it, you. And yes, thank you so much for joining us. Is there anywhere you'd like us to point our audience mm. towards your socials, any initiatives, your
0: book, yeah, definitely. You you plugged my book a lot. I really appreciate that. <laughs> <it>. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And I, you know, I am active on social. My handle is Jamie Schmidt. It's J A I M E. And then BFF of course. Our handles um my BFF on Twitter, Instagram and yeah, I would love to hear from anyone that, you know, maybe listened and something resonated. I, my DMs are always open.
1: Thank you so much, Jamie. Thank um, you. And everyone listening, get on the newsletter. Good morning, BFF. It's a weekly roundup of the best insights and interviews and opportunities in Web3. You can subscribe at mybff.com slash subscribe. This week's meditation focuses on creating space for belonging through love and kindness. Let's start by taking a comfortable seat. You don't need to sit cross-legged, just comfortable and alert. Whether you're in a chair or sofa, the back is straight but relaxed Head and neck aligned over the spine, shoulders soft, and down the back. Arms and hands rest in your lap or at your sides. This is your practice. Do what you need to get comfortable. Let's take a nice deep breath in through the nose, and out through the mouth. Good, inhale through the nose, and exhale through the mouth. Scan the body for any tension you might be feeling from the crown of the head, down to the forehead and the eyes, relaxing the cheeks, the jaw and the tongue. The neck is relaxed. Shoulders, chest, arms are heavy. The belly softens. Let it rest and digest. Hips are heavy. The thighs, the knees, and the calves soften and relax with each breath. Finally, the calves, the heels, the arch of the foot, the ball of the foot, and the toes relax. Breathe. As you breathe, just listen to this new exercise we're going to do together which is to invite love and kindness to your heart, your mind, your body, and your life. They say meditation is a key to inclusion and I agree because it allows us to invite empathy for ourselves and awareness and empathy for others. Before we start, let's take one last clearing breath, breathe in through the nose, Exhale, sigh of the breath out. <sighs> Good. I invite you to close your eyes if you feel safe to do so, or you can find a soft focus in front of you. Visualize a person or a pet that's close to you who loves or cares about you very much. It could be someone anywhere in time, past or present maybe they're physically right next to you but if they're not imagine that person or pet is sitting next to you or lying down next to you giving you their love in the way that they do feel the warmth and the comfort of their love in your mind body and heart this loved one cares for you and your safety for your well-being and your joy now imagine all the people family friends and pets who love and care for you all of them are here with you feel their joy feel their warm well wishes filling your body with love and bask in this warmth breathe in taking all their love and exhale of anything that doesn't serve you good now place your hands gently over your heart and visualize a warm heart-shaped light filtering through you and out in front of your chest this heart has all of your love and compassion embodied picture a person or people that you love and care for Imagine sending the warm heart-shaped light, whisking to them, protecting them, embracing them in all your love and comfort. In your mind, repeat after me. May you live with endless joy, love, comfort, good health, and safety. Repeat it just one more time for your loved ones. May you live with endless joy, love, comfort, good health, and safety as it whisks off to envelop your loved ones good because we are beings of infinite love and kindness with that same loving energy think of an acquaintance or someone that you don't know very well it could be your nail tech cashier at your grocery store a neighbor or a classmate that you see sometimes but maybe don't talk to as much whether you know it or not this acquaintance also has hopes and dreams and wishes for joy and love in one form or another just like you imagine sending your heart-shaped light and love to them repeat the phrase twice for them too may you live with endless joy love comfort good health and safety may you live with endless joy love comfort good health and safety let's breathe together into the nose exhale side all the energy of love flows into the earth now visualize the earth light in your arms as if you're an incredible life-giving being a protector cradling a newborn baby fragile alive full of unlimited potential to grow change and love your warm light of love and kindness is planet-sized now big enough for all of the living beings on earth for beings you know and easily love, beings you don't know so well, and even beings who might be difficult or unforgivable. Take a deep breath in, breathe out even slower. One more deep breath in and out. Send your love, your warmth, the planet and all living beings may you live with endless joy love comfort good health and safety bring awareness back to your mind heart and body notice how you feel and remember that you are a being of infinite love and kindness relax the body You have nothing left to do now, but to relax for the next 30 seconds. Just breathe in and out. Good. When you're ready, bring your body back to the space you're in. Wiggle the toes and fingers. Gently flutter the eyes open and spread your light to the world. I want to thank you all for listening to Women Who Web 3. You can find us on the Coindesk Podcast Network or anywhere you listen to podcasts. I'm your host Cams, thank you for taking that step and changing the world together. Always look to the sky above, earth below, and the fire within. You've been listening to Women Who Web 3 with host Kamala Ancantara. This show has been produced and edited by Michelle Mousseau. Executive producer is Jared Schwartz. Our theme song is 20-something by Danielle Musto. CAMS would love to hear from you. You can reach out to her at CAMS, K-A-M-Z, at web 3com or
0: podcasts at coindesk.com, subject line, Women Who Web 3. Thanks for listening.